It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. It's Thursday. It's Thursday, Thursday. We're talking about White Lightning, the drink. The drink, Jake. I think it's uh, I think it's probably whiskey in its first couple years before it browns. Big Bopper singing that song, 1950s rockabilly music. Ugh. Welcome. Hello. How you doing? I'm good, Jim. I'm good. Yeah, I, I googled White Lightning. It looks like a moonshine white whiskey type. Yeah, yeah, type mo- he- hybrid. Yeah, it takes ten years for whiskey to brown, so moonshine is like you know the right away whiskey. It's uh, yeah. in the early couple years. The we want it now whiskey. Yeah, it's much sweeter usually. 1959, Jim. 1959, yeah. So even that was close, and that sounds that sounded like fifties, fifties. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, the White Lightning. Um, he also died in 1959. Were you ever called White Lightning? No, but maybe in like three years when I'm full gray. Ooh, I like that. Get a little slimmer, start running everywhere. Oh, there goes White Lightning. Jimmy White Lightning O'Brien. I thought it was gonna rhyme a little better than that. I, I live in a town of three thousand, so if I just start, if you like become a guy, you can become a guy so quick in a town of, town of three thousand. Right. So there's that young thirty year old dude who's got full gray hair and runs everywhere. That could be right. Me. That, well, you're not gonna run everywhere though. But if I wanted the nickname White Lightning, that's how I would have to get it quick. Maybe we'll get you a powerful scooter. Oh, I like that's so much better. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The fact you thought you were running around town. Hey, some ideas take a little bit to you know. It's good brainstorm. Good. Yeah, that was a good brainstorm. I'll, I get a fast scooter. I'll, the white lightning. There he goes. How George Jones die? Oh, you don't know. It wasn't George Jones. George Jones covered this song. This oh. was the big bopper. The big bopper died, and George Jones covered it afterwards. Sure. And he was so drunk and sad because. Uh, Big Bopper had died that it took 80 takes they did 80 takes of George Jones trying to sing this song White Lightning and George Jones went on to make it more famous than Big Bopper did um, because he made it more country this is way more rockabilly and took him 80 takes Jake and the band was furious the upright bass player had blisters he wanted to fight George Jones because like it was drunken slip ups like slurring his words and in the end they went with the first take which which was perfect he said one word wrong like instead of slug he said smug or something silly like that brutal so how the big bopper died is he was in the plane the day the music died wow yeah i can't remember if i cried when i read about his widowed bride but something touched me deep inside the day the music died. 
And so that says saying, nothing about the Big Bopper. Well, the day the music died is is uh, when Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper, and the uh, the kid who wrote La Bamba, La Bamba, all died in a plane crash. Right. Waylon Jennings was supposed to be on the plane crash because he was in Buddy Holly's band. Right. And they were driving cross country and the bus kept breaking down. It was fucking freezing. They're like, you know what? Buddy Holly's like, I'm chartering a f- plane from Iowa to Montana. Like, let's just do it. And it was supposed to be him, Waylon, and someone else. And the other two flipped the coin. And uh, that's to get on the plane. So he got on the plane. And then the big bopper, he was 28. The rest of them were like 17, 22, young 20s. He was like, nah, I got the flu. Come on, give me a seat. The bus is freezing. So Waylon Jennings was like, all right, I, you can get my seat, Big Bopper. Like, take my seat. That's fine. And Buddy Holly was like, my whole band's not coming with me. I hope your bus is fucking freezing. And Waylon Jennings turned and said, oh, I hope your old plane crashes. And uh, it haunted him for the rest of his life, Waylon Jennings, like that, those lines, which I, it would. It would. Yeah, should. Should and would. That's why you don't. You don't joke about that stuff. I was just reading about it. Their pilot was 22-year-old pilot who had just worked a 17-hour day, but because they were like musicians, he was like, yeah, I'll do it. Come on. And then I read that they don't know why it crashed, but they think he might have lost his sight line, and he thought he was ascending when he was really descending. Crashed within the first like two minutes of being in the air. Just went up and down. Tough. That's crazy. Bad times. Yeah. So that's a little interesting history note for there. I was actually, I think that I think that truly is an interesting one for people. Not just I'm making a joke out. It's not interesting, but you're interested. I think it was a truly interesting tidbit. Yep. The my all my cousins and my whole my family knows every word to Don McLean American Pie because my dad it was like his sing along. With like when we were like four, he'd line us up and we'd sing every line. It's a twelve minute song. It's a long song. It's probably not twelve minutes, probably like six minutes. But it's long. Not twelve. No, good not, song. Not twelve. Well, really good song. All right. Now I'm out of breath. Do you want to talk for a little bit? Yeah, no, you were rolling, man. I I forgot I was here for a little bit. I, I'm I'm excited for you. A lot of music, a lot of history, two of your passions there. I like when I find out about something that I knew the surface level of. And then I find out the next level, and it's actually interesting. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like, Ugh, I wish I just knew the lore of that story, not the actual details. You're curious like a goddamn cat. How was, uh, how was the rest of your Wednesday, James? Wednesday was good. Like I, We said this yesterday in a private conversation, which we rarely have these days. But this week's, I've been thrown off. I feel like I ha- I've been in a routine since we started this show and like, okay, we do last from the past Mondays. We do talking Yanks Sunday and Thursday. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's just cause I didn't do just, I didn't record just talking on Tuesday night. So I was really weirded out. Like I, Tuesday night, I had nothing to edit or record. I was very weirded out. And then last night I was, I just, I just feel this whole week's been a little bit off for me. Yeah. It, uh, it has, it has seemed off and it's going to be even weirder when we're, we're going to be in, in Vegas in three days for winter meetings or whatever it is. So. I know. I really need to make our schedule because I have so much we want to do because like we want to be together once a quarter just to record right. stuff all together. So there's that aspect like, all right, you and I are together. Let's record all this pre-recorded content 
And we don't need to be in Vegas for that. But then there's also like, well, shit, we're in Vegas for three days to do Talking Yank stuff. So like, how are we going to divvy up that time? Yeah, I think we're, we're <laughs> talking a lot of stuff that people don't really care about. So let's get it. You never know. Sometimes it's nice <laughs> to have a glass window and they get to, get to see what we're actually doing. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I had time last night, so I edited the hell out of our Talking Yanks episode, which I like nice, when I have man. time to do that. Sometimes I don't edit at all. John Boy and Jake Radio, don't edit at all because I want to get out as quick as possible. Sure. Talking Yanks, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to really get this sucker. There you go. All right, you ready? Let's go to the Tri-State News. Yeah, my night was good. Thanks. Sorry. That was rude, <laughs> that, that was rude, that was rude of me. How was your... You're burning this morning. No how, coffee either. How was your night? That was rude of me. I apologize. Pure Buddy Holly. You're, you're excited about good white lightning with an airplane flight? Um, It was all right. Let's get... Just, oh. <laughs> you're killing me. Those opening licks are so good. Uh, God, it was good, man. Let's hear about the tri-state area sports. Jake's Yukon Husky said, hey, the Lafayette Leopards, time to hand over your spots because now you're just a bunch of little pussy cats, actually. Yukon scored the first eight points and never looked back. Jalen Adams had 21. Tyler Polly." Shout out Peaky Blinders had his career high at 16. Keep beating up those little guys, Yukon. Speaking of beating up little guys, the St. John's Red Storm passed through the Mountaineers with ease, destroying everything in their path. They are now 8-0. Go St. John's, go. Why doesn't Eli ever get hurt? Pat Shermer has the answer. A lot of times, quarterbacks get banged up running around outside the pocket. And that's not something Eli does. That's not something Eli does. Vince McMahon's XFL is back, and New Jersey is going to have a franchise. Can't wait till we get to discuss what the team names are going to be. Let's go. Again, not much, but I felt like I, I wrote some stuff down. That's good. Let's talk some talk some Northeast basketball quick. The our my Yukon Huskies do look real well. They're killing all the little guys, which is nice. Um they've they've come a, a long way in three hundred sixty five days. Um they got a big game this weekend against Florida State, Jim. We'll we'll see if we'll see if they're kinda with the big timers. Florida State ranked eleventh in the country now. Um and your Red Storm. Red Storm versus the Mountaineers. That's kind of heavy. Yeah, Mountaineers, you know, they probably face some storms before. I mean, everyone's got to face weather. I still want to do my March Madness bracket where it's like natural disasters. Sure. Humans. I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, your Johnnies are right. No, this Eli stuff is hot. That's, I mean, Shermer's right, but it is just funny. <laughs> yeah. Like it's Brady also rarely leaves the pocket and Brady stays healthy. And yeah. Eli rare Eli never leaves the pocket. Like Brady rarely leaves the pocket. Eli never leaves the pocket. Ah, scary world out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's basically a homebody. He's a homebody. I I yeah, I mean I what I kind of have going through my head is like a it's basically a pro golfer back there with a really good right arm. 
that if he leaves that pocket, he's into a world of the best athletes in the world. That's horrifying. Yeah, he's got his angle set. He knows he's got his view vision set. You know what I mean? Like, like, like a golfer is like, I'm hitting it from this one spot into these areas. Yeah. That's how Eli's throws. They're going. If I move over here, now I got to think about that angle and all that stuff again. There will be a couple times you'll get hit by the golf cart slash a 300-pound lineman, but that's that's it. Um, Shermer also said, like, in his, I cut it up a little bit, but he goes, you know, Colt McCoy leaves the pocket, tangles up his legs. Now he's out. It's like, oh, man. Come on, Pat. We know, we know what you meant without having to say, like, look at that idiot. He broke his yeah. leg this way. A little too soon, Patty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think, don't think Colt really <laughs> cares for that. But well, you know, Giants, Giants continue their playoff push. I maybe, guess is maybe story. maybe Colt like looked pulled this up and he was like, ah oh, shit, that's why. Got to stay in the pocket like Eli. Yeah, Got to stay in that pocket. Got to get more of that Eli physique going. What um, what's going on in your XFL, Jim? I don't know. I don't care about this at all. I just read the headline and put it what? in there. Do you care? Like, if the XFL becomes a thing, will you watch it? So many sports already, man. I, I, I'm out. I can't. I don't care. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to get into. So what? Are, <laughs> what are they? They're aiming for 2020, I think. And they said um, I read that they're not trying to be a competitor of the NFL, so it's not going to be like the same season, which is smart. Obviously, why would you want to compete with the NFL? You better be a fool. And then I read, I read something. I don't. I think it was just speculation by a writer. It was like Rex Ryan, coach. Pick him up. But then it was like all the ex Jets. It was like Mangini, all these ex coaches. And I was like, oh, this is just an article on NewJersey.com pandering to New Jersey people. Yeah, I think uh, the, the guy that's going to be the commissioner, Oliver Luck, is Andrew Luck's uncle. He, uh, he like, kind of runs college football a little bit to a degree or did. It'll be interesting, man. I mean, I. It's funny <laughs> that they came in literally full WWE style, style when they did it the first time. Like, yeah, fucking kill each other out there. Have a blast. And now it's so funny how far football's gotten away from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's that's what's killing football now, and they thought that was going to be the selling point at the time. Uh, it'll be interesting. I said They're, they're going to try to use a lot of, um, like, Cool technology stuff. Um, again, I don't even know what that means, but I think you know more, more cameras and mics on the field. I think they're gonna do a lot of uh, like stat track type stuff. Like, oh, that football got thrown seventy miles per hour, and the receiver's doing this, and he. Got I like hit. I like that stuff. That's interesting yeah. to me. Like a different because I I enjoy the broadcast aspect and behind the scenes. So yeah. if they can bring creative new angles, like like, then it seems. Yeah, I was gonna say like helmet cams and ref cams. I feel like they've tried that in past years, uh, and they're just never like they're cool for replay montages. Like the ref cam in the NHL is so cool when that comes out as like a ten minute video at the end of the season. But yeah. if you were to watch a game like that, you'd be like, "Dogs, come on, dogs!" Getting a seizure. I wanted to play this clip of uh, uh, Brahms quotes when he was in the concussed and playing in the XFL. Sure, you, you know this. You remember this. Maybe. He, like, literally got his head spun around, went to the hospital, and came back next week and played. Um, how in the world are you starting this game tonight after taking that hit just six days ago? 
Well, let me answer, let me answer that question by asking you two questions. One, is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two, do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. That's what the XFL was. He is perked out of his brain and concussed as hell in that interview. Hell effing yeah. Um, yeah, cu- hey, a couple legends leaked out of the old XFL. He hate me. Uh, <laughs> Rod Smith. Uh, well, he ended up playing in the NFL a little bit. Warner, right? Didn't Warner play in the XFL? Uh, Tommy Maddox. I, I forget if Warner got any XFL downs. He might have. Um, but yeah, I... I don't know. It feels like I don't know. It 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 would be interesting. It's tough to see. I don't know how how does a second second rate league become kind of profitable? We'll see. It'll be it'll be the first game. Will probably be like a national event. Everyone's on Twitter watching it, making jokes. I'll make some gifts. It'll be a fun time. But then after that, it's like okay. Well, I don't. I'm not gonna like the fringe culture of society is gonna latch onto this like i'm a diehard xfl fan right like that's the thing do you put them in like like they want to put them in major cities but i'd probably do better if they put them in like third rate cities where this is like the team you know yeah so this is a poll of the best players to come out of the xfl sure and it's got the top five rod smart bobby singh sure Tommy Maddox. Oh, yeah. Paris Lennon. Mm. And Mike Fury. Furry? I don't know. I don't, none of those. Rod Smart, Fury sounds better. Yeah, Tommy Maddox ended up playing some QB for the Steelers for a little bit there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hey, hope, maybe Johnny Football will be there in a, in a couple years. I don't I guess that's the interesting thing. Like, football kind of has this. I don't know. Think think about some of the quarterbacks the XFL could bring in. If you gave me some Johnny football, maybe some cap. Tebow. I mean, Tebow. I mean, now, now you're talking like bigger stars than the NFL has playing quarterback. Swag Kelly. Yeah, pick them up. That would be interesting. I'd watch it if it was those guys messing around. Yeah, and they said, um, I think they said the, the best players in the league will get paid like 200K. I don't know. I feel oh. like Johnny Football could use that cheese. Maybe maybe I revert back to the running plan with White Lightning get in shape. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> God, that's that's a fun game we used to play a lot was the uh you you get you get 10 handoffs in the NFL. What's your final stat line? Negative 3? I don't know. I think I just cower in fear seven of them and Two of them, I, I choose one. Op- I think I choose one offensive lineman each play. Like, I'm just right. going to hide behind you, Jaquiz Rogers style, and, right. and maybe sneak out for a yard. If you go forward, I might go forward. Yeah, so my success completely is banking on whatever offensive lineman I choose. Yeah, I think I finish. I think I finish zero yards on the nose. I think I have like I think I have one five yarder, and I'm stoked. But the rest is minus five, and probably seven fumbles. <laughs> Yeah. People people overlook that, man. Imagine getting hit as hard as a 240-pound man can hit you. Yeah. You got to you got to hold on to that ball. Like a starving man on a Christmas ham. My 60-pound dog takes a run at me and I'm shook. <laughs> Give me that ball, Petey. Give me that ball, Petey. 
You've been on a big replacements kick. Oh, uh, that's Remember the Titans. All right, that's what I meant. But I am <laughs> on a big Remember the Titans quick. <laughs> yeah, it's like six months now. <laughs> it's so easily quotable. Yeah, no, no one I think one of the problems with that movie was that turned into the... How did that unanimously become the international, if you're on a school bus ride for two hours, it's going to be Remember the Titans? Because it's like positive message. And I mean, very, yeah, but and very a, well done. Th- yeah, but there's a lot of movies kind of like that. Yeah, but I mean, that was that was crazy. I remember, I remember getting to a point. I I want to say like early high school. Like if they were playing that m- movie, I was almost like I can't do it again. Ah, oh, could watch that, that and the replacements whenever. But then I remember watching it recently and being like, "That's is a good movie. Is a good movie." Yo, the dude who wrote La Bamba was like 16 when he wrote La Bamba because he died at 17. It's tough. He probably would have had a really successful life. Yeah. Where's he from? He's got to be a legend, right? Pacalma, California. Okay. Richie Valens was a Mexican-American singer, a rock and roll pioneer, and a forefather of the Chicano rock movement. His recording career lasted eight months. That's tough. During the time, he had several hits. Jesus Christ, dude. Sad. It is sad. Hashtag sad. Hashtag sad. You ready to go to national news? I think so. Started Major League Baseball. We had some trade action. Trade, trade, trade. Paul Goldschmidt, the all-star first baseman, gets traded from Jimmy's Arizona Diamondbacks to Jimmy's St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, they get a couple young Major League talent, kind of setting the bar for future trades this offseason. Red Sox close to signing World Series hero Nate Dog Evaldi. Looking like four for 17, Jim. We'll see if the final details leak today. NBA action, former Knicks head coach Derek Fisher hired by the L.A. Sparks. Good for him. He gets a better job than the Knicks. And Kevin Durant says young stars like Kawhi don't want to go play with LeBron. Hey, Kevin Durant, tell us more about not wanting to go play with other stars. Kevin Durant, it even sucked because he may be right. Like, he may be right, but just shut up, man. Yeah, I uh, I, I mean, my, my big stance on this, I, I heard some people talking about Kyrie because Kyrie's been off the deep end in a lot of his interviews lately, even coming down off the off the flat earth or stuff. It's uh, it's pretty wild. I I think I've said this before, but we we kind of underappreciate. Like LeBron's LeBron. It it is what it is. But I mean, he's a good dude. He's done a lot of good stuff in society. He's you know he he has a good personality when he lets it leak out and he's kind of being himself. A lot of these guys spend their lives in a gymnasium, not talking to other humans. Yo, A Rod just saw uh, A Rod and Big Cat from Barstool have their podcast out. Right. And I was listening to the first episode this morning, and A Rod spoke all about that. Uh, you can go listen for yourself, but I, this 
he basically said when he was in Seattle, he was the golden boy. And all the way up through the minors, he was the golden boy. And everyone covered up everything for him and made it so he was never at fault. And then when he went to Texas, he was the highest paid superstar. And his protection wore off because now, you know, he's no longer the protected golden boy. And he's like, he talks about how he almost needed that transition a little bit. But by the time he got to New York, he was a little prepared, but he was totally wrong for the New York media. He had no idea how to be himself because no one had ever allowed him to just like be honest because everyone covered him up the whole way. Yeah. And it's not excuses at all. It's just kind of he's just saying matter of fact, like it sucked. Like it, this is just how it happened. I had to, it took me forever to mature because no one let me be like me. For a long right, time. and I mean that's he he was talking about how you know he was he was pick one one first round number one pick first round, um and that's when he was like seventeen eighteen which, you know hey I mean again still think about what you were doing age seventeen eighteen, uh, and what's going on in your life I mean now guys like Kevin Durant it's been like that except since age twelve they joined these AAU teams and Kevin Durant spent his spent his whole life literally shooting in a gym, um. So we expect these people to be social and have personalities, and it's kind of tough. Um, they were they were saying it's. Uh, I li- I listened to a really good uh, basketball podcast by my well my guy Ryan Rosillo, and it was on Bill Simmons' show, and it just it drives me nuts because every reference ends up being the Celtics. Is Luka Doncic the next Larry Bird? And it's like I'll why does so. it how ha- why does it always have to go there? But um, they were saying the NBA could be in a funky spot in a couple years if like. If Giannis is the star of the league, if someone like Doncic, like there's a chance that the stars of the league are going to be these guys with <laughs> like English as a second language to them. Um, and the personalities are going to be messed up. Like if it's if it's Durant and Giannis and like Kawhi, like these guys don't do well in front of a camera. <laughs> so it's uh it's it's kind of a really interesting dynamic because I mean the NBA has thrived off of having guys with with killer personalities because you get to see a lot of them. Um, So, yeah. But Kawhi wouldn't want to play with LeBron. Why would you want to go play with stars, you know? Yeah. Why would you want to go play with someone that demanding of you? Yeah. Why would you want to... And wants to help you win. Why would you want to win rings and go down in NBA history? The only thing I can think that I think is admirable is uh, if you... If you want to win without LeBron or you want to beat LeBron, that's right. that's admirable because then it's OK, good to go try and do that. So if that's the message Katie's saying, like, because that's the opposite of that's what Katie gets bitched at for. So if he's saying, no, Kwaz wants to be the man, he wants to be the one to lead a team. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, he's not. <laughs> he sucks. Um, it was it was kind of funny in the uh, uh, PMT had the. Uh, Mike Miller interview and they said like they they were trying to push his buttons about LeBron trying to get a good fake quote out of him and then they they said so like does it uh, be honest it sucks playing with LeBron right and he goes it doesn't suck playing with LeBron but the part that sucks is if you don't win the NBA title you are to blame yeah <laughs> like and it's so funny like in in Major League Baseball like you don't it it doesn't necessarily work like that. Even football, it's uh, I guess a little bit with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the Patriots. You, like the defense is always going to get blamed if they lost. Um, but that's ridiculous because yeah, LeBron's the best. He can win championships. If you don't, it's because of you guys, and that's gonna suck as an athlete. 
Yeah. Not fun. Doesn't suck for me. I know that. Um, what do you got on this Goldie trade? I, I, I'm hearing that people are thinking that um, Arizona did well, that they got a good return. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got two guys that have been playing in the major leagues, Luke Weaver, uh, Carson Kelly. Luke Weaver took a step back last year. Um, but, I mean, if he recovers, he's a young guy that you could, you could have in your lo- rotation, um, probably like a three-starter type. Um, they get a, a guy that was a top 50 prospect at catcher and Carson Kelly. Um, so you might, you might've plugged two holes there in, in what's Paul Goldschmidt's last year. So I, I think it's funny. You and I talked about this a little bit on talking Yanks, but, uh, we've, we've seen the price tag set, uh, for basically what would be a one year rental of an all-star. So these guys like, uh, mad bum, mad bum Gardner who might be for sale, um, you know, we we kind of know, and it's it's a real price tag. So we'll we'll see if that affects anything. Your boy Nate Dog Evaldi going back. What was that sound? I love gold. That's a good sound. I'm getting better at my soundboard. That's a good sound. Nate Evaldi uh, is pending physical uh, per Ken Rosenthal about a couple minutes ago. Nice. I'll get physical with him. Um, Nick's co- Nick's co- ex Nick's coach Derek Fisher hired by your L.A. Sparks, Jim. You excited? Sure. That's I mean, good for him. Gets to teach fundamentals. People that want to play. I don't. I don't know. Go out and get a title. Yeah, I don't watch um, the WNBA, but I also don't watch the NBA. So right. I and I've matured past just shitting on the WNBA like I did when I was probably twenty two and a, a punk bitch. Punk bitch. Um. Yeah, hey, knock knock them dead, Derek. Maybe maybe if you win with the Sparks, the Knicks will bring you back. No, you were horrific with the New York Knicks. Woo! <laughs> Called it. That's the half. Halftime. 29 minutes in. I'm going to write that down. I like to write that down. I think that we have some people that listen that don't like, like sports. Or that was the idea, so I always write what time right. halftime is so they can just skip. I don't know. I don't know how people listen to the show. How do you feel about your first half? I feel very bad that I didn't ask you about your day, and then I think it's I okay. talked way too much because I'm all pumped up for some reason. You're damn excited. So Pr- I think proud of you. I think it's nice to have energy, but I I feel a little bad that I'm talking more than I should. Hey, you know that's that's how some of the greats do it. You gotta learn. You gotta harness it. You know. Mm-hmm. And I I think you're there. I think you got all the damn talent in the world. Oh boy, nice. Just can't just can't hit the fucking curveball. <laughs> No, no. Or the fastball. No. Here's my heater. I dare you to hit it. If you're on, if you're on a changeup, you're all over it. Yeah. Throw that in. Throw that slow pitch that I know is coming. If you're looking fastball and they throw you a changeup, you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like a real strategy. Like this dude can't hit fastball, so don't throw him a changeup. What's on your mind today? I don't know what to do next. <laughs> like, are is your head is your your head? I feel like your head wants to be in Vegas. Yeah, but, but you know, there's a lot you have to do to get your head right for Vegas. Correct. Yes. Are we gonna lay a bet on the Yankees to win the World Series and carry the ticket around all year? Ah, oh, shit! I hate gambling, but that sounds like a good idea. Sounds fun. At least it's something we could joke about throughout yeah. the year. Yeah, that does sound good. Yeah, we'll do and that. we'll pro- we'll buy the ticket. Before they sign Harper and trade for Kluber, so the odds will go like 
one in ten to like one in four. Yeah. So we'll be we're geniuses. Yeah. Oh, remember to call in with your Vegas stories. We got Jordan Gag with three oh, yeah. G's already called in. 908-845-5792. 908-845-5792. I'll tweet it out, Instagram, whatever. Hey, we have an Instagram, John Boy and Jake Radio. I post some clips there. Share them with your friends and say, this is the show I listen to. You listen. Dude, if we if we put in call in your Vegas stories over the right avenues, I think that's going to be all day tomorrow. Yes, but the problem there is it's kind of like fantasy football and gambling is everyone thinks their story is fantastic and then it's not. Right. So it's it might be a little work to sift through. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well I bet a, I bet a couple good ones will leak in, Jim. Okay. Hi. Second half, and you know what time it is. It's time for the news. I read the news today, oh boy. And though the news was rather sad. Well, I just had to laugh. Woman kills her co- woman kills a coworker, doctors the murder scene for 10 hours, ties herself up so she looks like the hostage, puts bloody footprints in a men's shoe, stays tied up for 10 hours, still gets caught. She's going to jail for life with no chance of parole. A teacher was placed on leave over making the kids sing a KKK themed holiday jingle. Yeah. Man pulls a gun on Popeye's Popeye's worker in a clash of the condiments. And a man has a Bluetooth compass implanted in his chest. Claims he now has a new human sense. Researchers discover seal with an eel stuck in its nose. That's the news. You know what? Can I redo that whole thing? Yeah, I like in my ideal world. I I like I love the heard the news today. I want it to stop at the news was really sad. <laughs> oh, I you, want that to be the end. Yeah. You don't. But I thought it was good that I left it in like. But we're gonna laugh about it because that's what it we do. It was good. I like it ending it sad though. I think okay. that's a that's a hell of a lead. Okay, I can fix that. But I'm gonna do this again because I just copied and pasted the headlines. Right. And I don't know how to read them in like a flow in the same way that I read the tri-state news, which I think sure. is better. So I'm going to give this another go, and in the future, I'm going to reword the headlines myself. Okay. Okay, here we go. I read the news today, oh boy, and though the news was rather sad. Here we go, a sad news. A woman killed a co-worker at a yoga studio. She stabbed her 330 times, then she tied herself up and sat in the bathroom for 10 hours to make it look like she was also attacked. Nope, didn't work 10 or a million years in jail for you until you die. Miss, a teacher was placed on leave because he made his kids sing a KK-themed holiday jingle. Can't do that, never ever do that. A man pulled a gun on a Popeye's employer when he wasn't satisfied with the condiments put on his food. A dumbass guy has a compass implanted into his chest and claims he's now created a new human sense because he always knows which direction he's facing. Stupid. The sun exists. It sets in the west and rises in the east, you dumb bitch. Researchers discover a seal with an eel stuck in its nose. I read the news today, oh boy. I just had to laugh.
All right, you think my second attempt was better? Yes, I think, yeah, I think it was good. Oh, breaking news, the real Simonetti source just followed me on Twitter. Whoa. Whoa. Now I'm going to be one of, now I'll be one of his sources. Yeah, yeah. What story do you want? Jim, I'm I'm going to start with the big news, and it's this seal with an eel in his nose. I knew you'd like that. Do you see the picture of it? Oh, yeah, this whole thing is gold. I, I don't have much on this. I just knew that you'd like it, so let's let's hear your, your brain. Man, it's uh I can't tell if it's beautiful or the worst thing ever. I'm gonna say worst thing ever. But the seal looks pretty happy. It looks very content. Like it looks like it looks like this isn't his first day having an eel in his nose. Oh. It looked like he put it in there. This He's... looks like a seal fetish. You know who's not <laughs> That's what yeah. it looks like. The eel is not happy. Eel's having a bad day. Is the eel dead? Because this seal looks like it's on land, and now I don't love it. If the eel's dead, you're not happy? I didn't read it. I just saw the picture. Imagine just rolling through with a dead eel in your nose. Happened in Hawaii. How did an eel get stuck in a seal's snout? Nobody really knows. Boss, <laughs> <laughs> you see my joke? Uh, well, I don't know. Jesus, yeah, this newspaper. T- I think people are bored at this newspaper because. Uh, uh, in all cases, the eel was successfully removed and the seal was fine. The eel, however, did not make it. Okay, yeah. Yo, I, I just. Wonder, but again, I'm wondering if the seal is stoked that the eel's removed because he looks like he's really owning it. He looks like he looks like it's making him a man of power. Like he looks smug as fuck. Like, yo, check out what I got. Check out my new earring. Yeah, it's it's either like fully smug, like I'm the man, I'm the eel seal, or it it kind of looks like Nirvana. It looks like this is his pinnacle. Like he spent his whole life trying to get one eel in his nose, and now he's done it. Now he's good. Uh, a little tidbit, another tidbit, since I'm just following, updating you on tidbits. I uploaded our Talking Yanks last night with the title, Corbin is a Yankee. I forgot to put the not. Corbin is not a Yankee. Someone just Corbin. tweeted at me like, dude, what the hell? I was like, you know what? That's when, you know, some people, we were talking about this, look at us as like we're a real podcast network doing real things. And it's right. just me sitting in my office while my dog sucks myself off, messing up, doing typos. Yeah. It's, uh, I kind of got the same thing going on over here. My dog watches me suck myself off. Ooh. Um, Team and bonding. I think, hey, I, think, I, I have to tell you this jingle, and this is like a tough story because it's so I just, fucked Jim, up. Jim, I got one thing for the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you witness a monk seal in distress or just lounging on the beach, you're urged to call Marine Life Authorities 1-888-256-9840. Dax Shepard, he has a podcast called The Armchair right. Psychiatrist. It's too long. It's like two hours long. Oh, we listened to some of it. Yeah? He, he told a story about how he there was a seal on the beach when he was a teenager and he was sure. a poor broke like improv student and he went over to the seal thinking it was like a friendly dog and oh. tried to pet it and it bit him and he had a hole in his hand and he was too broke and no insurance to like fix it it was pretty funny like bad times not friendly so okay this next story um is the fine line because what can you laugh at and what can you not laugh at but a, a, a teacher it's placed on leave over a KKK-themed holiday jingle. 
Right. So I click it. I'm like, what could this have been? Like, it, is it is it really bad? Is it skirting the lines? This cell phone footage surfaced over the weekend of the student singing KKK, KKK, let's kill all the blacks. Mm. And that was not what I was expecting. I was expecting something that the teacher could say was excusable. Right, like the teacher just misunderstood a lyric in an old Christmas jingle. But to have children sing that, right? it's like, okay, so preposterous that it made me like giggle like a little bit just because it's so ridiculous. But then it's like you can't tell people you laughed at that because it's so fucked up. Yeah, I think I think for you and me it's one of those things where like this is so crazy that you and I don't think this can actually happen in the world. And it's I think the part that sucks is there's no middle area nowadays. Like you and I probably sit here and are like this stuff never happens and then the one story leaks out and you're like, "Oh my god, people are f- fucking insane." But this is still the 1% of the 1% of the 1% that are just looney tunes. And then I think the other half of people in the world see a story like this and they're like, look what half the country believes in. And it's like, well, no, this was a fucking nut job. Dickhead. He said he said he's teaching. The incident was part of a class assignment about the reconstruction period in American history. So he's probably maybe he's trying. I was I was teaching them a song that might have been sung back then. Dude, (laughs) go fuck yourself. Never be around kids ever again. Yeah, some history. That dude's teaching hate. Yeah, man. Dover, New Hampshire, where that happened, folks. See, I can laugh at that because it was so preposterously terrible, but also be pretty perturbed by it because it's fucked up. Right. Uh, Bad times. So this this headline has everything I want in a news story for us to talk about. And then the journalist, I wonder if their name is attached to it. No, they didn't attach their name from the Associated Press, because it's just the most shoddy reporting I've ever seen. Man pulls gun on Popeye's worker in condiments clash. A man is accused of pointing a gun at the manager of a Popeye's in Louisiana during a dispute over condiments. 59-year-old Earl Jethro walked into the eatery Friday, ordered a meal, and apparently took issue with the condiments provided by the employers. At some point, the arrest reports say he threw his chicken across the counter, pulled a pistol from his waistband, and pointed at the manager. He didn't fire the weapon and no one was hurt, though. The reporter never tells us the situation. What condiments did he get? What condiments right. did he want? Like, how are you going to report this story and not tell us the situation? What if they served him fried chicken with just, like, mayonnaise? That'd be disgusting. Right. I'd, be, I'd pull a gun, too. What happened here, Jake? Man, this is a uh, talk- well. We just talked about the craziness in Dover, New Hampshire. The uh, this in Louisiana. I I remember, man. I used I used to talk to some of my old company's branch managers in the South, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, if you if, if like literally." And this this is <laughs> 2017 or so. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, man. If you have you haven't had a gun pulled on you as a branch manager in the South, then you ain't really a branch manager." And it's like, <laughs> whoa. Uh, we're selling electrical supplies, babe. Um, now a, a sandwich error? Yeah. How extreme is the error? That's uh, that's what we need to know, and that's not being reported to us right now. It did say the gentleman reeked of booze, and he he could barely stand. So that's a tough time. Still bad reporting. I'm more mad at the reporter than the guy who pulled a gun. 
Seems a little clickbaity for the AP press, you know? Yeah. You got anything on this dude who put a compass in his chest and it beeps whenever he's facing true north? And it's I mean, the, that's now so he, smart. Now he says he has a new human sense. I mean, how many hours of the day is it pitch dark? Eight? I'd say about eight. People try to sleep through those hours usually. So the, so eight hours of pitch dark and then one hour of high noon. Other than that, you can tell what direction you're facing from the sun. So, like, why does this dude need a compass? He's a, If he's a night owl, maybe. Yeah, it's really odd. Um, and don't cell phones come with compasses? This dude, go kill yourself. If you could navigate the world exactly like a bird and you know exactly where you were all the time. So I guess his dream is that people start doing this with, like, GPS and you... I don't know, man. This guy this guy looks like the worst knockoff Iron Man ever. <laughs> I got I was in film school for a year and I had this girl in there who was a model and she was very much um the brains of a model. And Okay. <clears throat> which was great for her because she was successful and all that shit and she was unashamed, okay. which was I was shocked by. Like she would take selfies and she told me her entire strategy of taking selfies and all this stuff. And I was like, that's something I think most people would be embarrassed to admit. But you're not. So good for you, actually. Owning it. One time she made me drive her home and she had no sense of direction. So she didn't realize, like, and she didn't tell me that it was an hour out of my way in San Francisco to drive her all the way west when I was going east home. Right. And then she, and I'm such a puss over pussy and, and I'm just like, well, I'd rather avoid all confrontation sure. than, than be like, you know, this was rude what you just did. And then she's like, what, what do I do? So she made a stop for food. She's like, I'm hungry. Let's stop for food. So I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm giving into this world where she just gets whatever she wants because I just right. didn't want to deal with controversy. So I'm to blame. But anyway, we had a conversation and she we were like trying to figure out where we we're going and the sun was setting and I was like, well, that's West. And she was like, how could you tell by the sun? Like, l- mocking me. Yeah. And I was like, the sun sets in the west. And she's like, no matter where you are, what direction you're going. And I was just, I was like dumbfounded. I think Jared Goff, potential MVP candidate, got clipped up by that last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Just it's tough. listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers one time for me. <laughs> the sun may rise in the east, but at least it settles in a better location. Well, that just tells us better location, you know? Yeah, but then he says something about Californication, so you know it's California, which I guess you got to know that's on the West Coast, too. Yeah. Get a lot of, you're connecting a lot of loose dots there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, if you don't want to do that, just go get a GPS stitched into your chest and it beeps anytime you're facing True North and go to a party and tell people and have everyone hate you. Yeah, that's stupid. I wish I could show you the DMs I get from this one guy. He. He he's part of a forum somewhere, and whenever he posts to a forum or someone else posts to a forum, he just copies and pastes the entire like three thousand page forum post and DMs right. me it. I've I, I haven't answered since April two thousand seventeen, and we're looking at I'm up to I'm counting up to fifteen, uh, you know, like thirty DMs. Just sends me full forums. Nice man. No, it's uh. It's pretty annoying. Well, actually, it's not annoying. I just completely overlook it. All right. Uh, what's the next subject? You want to pick one? 
Mm. I don't know. What do we got here? I like the um, one from Tanner Smith, and we got we got some time to kill, so we could do that one. Do you think that the government has been hiding something huge from us for all these years? Maybe aliens or something of that nature, or have they been mostly honest with us? I think they're. I think it's bold. I think they've been mostly honest. Besides that one, two things they're completely hiding from us, and I hope. I hope they are. That's the government's job, in my opinion. Deal, right. deal with the shit that I don't have to deal with. Like, there's got to be something cool in Area 54, right? Yeah, there's shit going on there. Yeah. It's just like, what's the shit? If the government's not hiding stuff from us, then what's the point of the government? Deal, deal with the stuff the public shouldn't know about. I'm okay with that. And pay for schools because they're not profitable and no one wants to do that. And pay for the Hoover Dam because it's not profitable and no one wants to do that. Got, they got to do all the all the shit that all the public private contractors are like. We're not going to make money on that, and the government's like, okay, I guess we're building a dam. Yeah, I'm kind of. I mean, I I know you're not a huge Transformers guy, but you know, the uh, what what's the name of that dam? That damn dam? Hoover. The Hoover Dam. Yeah, I mean the Hoover Dam. If you follow Transformers, you know that was only made to hide. Um, Megatron's corpse, mm-hmm. um, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and bring um, water to the desert. Well, yeah, little this, little column A, little column B. Um, yeah, there's got to be some good stuff out there. I don't know when I when I drive through, there's a good uh, there's a good tunnel, uh, I seventy Colorado. I forget. Uh, is it Roosevelt Tunnel? I'm blanking. I think so. Um, but yeah, like there's a whole hidden arena in there like sometimes they'll leave the doors open and like they store vehicles and stuff in there there's like offices in this tunnel under the mountain and it's like okay do we have levels here like what's going on i think there's a lot of that there's a lot of little hidden shit Mm. um so yeah i'll buy into that okay nice give me give me some aliens uh now i'm just looking at pictures of rachel taylor and megan fox because you brought up transformers uh you're welcome. When we do Six Pack Cinema, my movie podcast, I spend the entire time just looking at pictures of the female lead, deciding if Stuff. I'm de- deciding if I'm in love with them or not. Yeah. Usually, I come out in love. Right. Hey, I have something I want to share. A little cross promotion, Jake. I hope you don't mind. I didn't say that. I didn't tell you I was going to do this. On just talking yesterday. Just talking. We were talking about elephants. I like to choose one subject and just talk about it. And how crazy they are at having good memories. And there's all these stories, and I op- I told like three crazy stories, and the crazy right. and you can listen to the episode to find the craziest one. The crazy one is elephants can communicate to each other more so than uh, come here, get away from there, let's get food. You know they can they can communicate on a human level and tell like give directions places and shit like that. It's wild. There's stories right. of that. Then I dropped this story on Katie, and so if you want to listen to other podcasts, it's once a week. It's me and Katie. It might be a little different side of me is with Katie. I'm a little more, I don't know, than you, where we're just kind of rude to each other. Sure. Um, so it's kind of, it got, people liked it on the inter- interwebs that follow me. Because usually whenever I post a Just Talking clip, it no one pays attention to it at all, right. which is totally fine. They follow me for Yankees, and I don't, that's what it is. But do you mind if I play the story as a little cross-promotion? 
I'm here. Have you, Good story. Have you listened to it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Do you want to hear one more elephant story before we move on? Sure. In 1986, Peter Davies was on holiday in Kenya after graduating from Northwestern University. On a hike through the bush, he came across a young bull elephant standing with one leg raised in the air. The elephant seemed distressed, so Peter approached it very carefully. He got down on one knee, inspected the elephant's foot, and found a large piece of wood deeply embedded in it. As carefully and as gently as he could, Peter worked the wood out with his knife, after which the elephant gingerly put its foot down. The elephant turned to face the man, and with a rather curious look on its face, stared at him for several tense moments. Peter stood frozen, thinking of nothing else but being trampled. Eventually, the elephant trumpeted loudly and turned and walked away. Peter never forgot that elephant or the events of that day. Twenty years later, Peter was walking through the Chicago Zoo with his teenage son. As they approached the elephant enclosure, one of the creatures turned and walked over to near where Peter and his son Cameron were standing. The large bull elephant stared at Peter, lifted its front foot off the ground, then put it down. The elephant did that several times, then trumpeted loudly, all while staring at the man. Remembering his encounter from 1986, Peter could not help but wonder if this was the same elephant. So he summoned up his courage, climbed over the railing, and made his way into the enclosure. (gasps) He walked right up to the elephant and stared back in wonder. The elephant trumpeted again, wrapped its trunk around one of Peter's legs, picked him up and slammed him against the railing, killing him instantly. What the fuck? Probably wasn't the same elephant. Jimmy, that's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) That was so mean. I was about to start crying. I was like, that's beautiful. You, you're an asshole. I, I, was, I was trying so hard not to break because you were wrapped around your finger. You are an asshole. Oh, I hate you. Got her pretty good. Katie got got. I didn't make up the story. I was Googling elephant stories. So I got got by it originally. I was reading it from right. a website. And I was just like, that's fantastic. And then on Twitter, no one knows that we did like 10 minutes of real heartwarming stories. Right. So like it was she was set up and all the listeners who listened to the episode, not just the Twitter clip. Pretty good, though. You got to pick them up to put them down. Pretty, pretty good. I like laughing. There's a quote from the movie Green Book. Uh, Viggo Mortensen's character says, my dad tell me whatever you do, do it 110 percent. You work, you work. You eat, you eat. You laugh, you laugh. So yeah, okay, cool. I like that. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Anything else? I'm pretty. I'm locked into the eel seal still. I mean, I let's. I'll I'll put eel on my Google. uh, Big animal show. Big animal show. Well, I like beached whales. Can I start putting beached whale story? Because I still get Google. I still get an email anytime. The, the word beached whale appears in a news article. Dude, was it? I thought I saw something in the news that there was like a bunch of beach whales at the same location recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of these days, man. I get those alerts because I used to blog uh, beached whale. I used to gr- give grades about beached whales, you know? Right. And um, which I love doing, but I don't think anyone appreciated it as much. But I had probably I, I thought it would be once every two months there'd be a beached whale and I'd I'd throw out a blog. It was when I was working for nine to five, so I blogged every day, like sure. four blogs a day. And uh, it turns out beached whales are super common, man. So you gotta get involved, man. So yeah, but sometimes whole like pods 
of whales wash up on the shore in New Zealand and shit. And one one just happened. Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, I'm gonna start throwing beached whale stories into here. All right. Do you have what, an animal? Do you have an animal of choice? I'll put it on the Google alert system. Um, I mean, you know, I love penguins. Someone compared me to Mr. Popper's penguins the other day. That was like the nicest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's something uh, that I have no idea what Mr. Popper's penguin is. I don't know the plot or characters or anything. I mean, ridiculous guy that thinks he could store penguins in his <laughs> refrigerator and then makes a life out of it. So, I, I mean, I'll take that. Um, I don't know. I'll think of something. Okay. I mean, maybe seal eel. Okay, I'll put something on there for you. Know why I'm loving seal eel? Because I'm it, picturing I'm picturing him rolling through seal parties like our friend Meathead Rob and being like, "Hey guys, it's me, the seal eel, or the eel seal." <laughs> and everyone's like, "Cool, dude!" Like nobody wants an eel in their nose. No one wants an eel in their nose. <laughs> That's the biggest takeaway from today. Katie's going to work. Say goodbye. Bye, Katie. Bye, Katie. Are you walking? Oh, she's not, she's going shopping with my mom. Nice. Yeah, we're recording. You want to say hi? On the, I just played the clip. Do you want to do you want to tell the John Boy and Jake radio listeners your thoughts on it? Aftermath. Yeah, she felt betrayed and let down. Jimmy, will you start the wash when you're the done? Betrayed's a strong, <laughs> battered woman. There, man. You uh. You got you got some splaining to do. Yeah, you know what's funny? Like I I freely put Katie on on the internet and uh, and she didn't sign up for that. Right. But she doesn't care. She she likes the compliments. Who wouldn't? Right. No one's been mean whenever I post those. So that's nice because she's like so fragile. She you re- got some Katie fans out there. Yeah, she reads like when those trolls say mean things about me, and she's like devastated. Like right. It's, it's risky business. Eventually, yeah. we'll have some asshole come around, and, and I'll be like, come on, dude. When I come around. For the most part, everyone's pretty nice to us. I think that's the end of this show. Call in, leave a voicemail, 908-845-5792. Uh, if you like today's show, leave a rating and review. It's December. We will be giving away our own shirt. Oh, that's up, that's on my to-do list as well. I have to send Jordan his shirt. Yeah. And I, I got Vegas, Vegas stories. Vegas. Vegas, baby, Vegas. Oh, yeah, I'll put that on the soundboard. Nice. Good. All right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Here is the big bopper who you now know died in the plane crash and all that shit. Take you out. All right. Day. Thank you very much for listening. Rate. Subscribe. Lightning.